You're listening to the Extraordinary Everyday Podcast with Wendy Johnson, episode number 21. Welcome to the Extraordinary Everyday Podcast, where women come to be inspired and motivated to become the best version of themselves and elevate the quality of their everyday. Now, here's your host, Certified Life Coach, Wendy Johnson. Hello there, beautiful friends. How are you doing today? I am doing so well, and I'm happy to be here with you. And I'm so happy to be home after a road trip for a lengthy time. And I'm excited to talk to you today about how to set healthy boundaries. This is a problem that many of my clients have, and this is a problem that I've had in the past, and it's even difficult for me now to set boundaries. First, let's get started with what is the definition of boundaries? A boundary is a limit or edge that defines you as separate from others, and boundaries are essential for your human connection and personal safety. And they're crucial for your well-being. What does it mean to set boundaries? A boundary is something that you're okay with and what you're not okay with. And an effective boundary protects your space, physical and mental health, and your safety and security. And it's not mean or wrong to set boundaries. They protect us from being hurt or taken advantage of. And the benefit is they create healthy relationships and give clear expectations of what you want in a relationship. And setting a boundary is an act of love for another. It honors the other person as a human being because if you're willing to set a boundary for them, then you believe that they can receive it and you trust them enough that you can speak it. And if you don't want to be close with a friend or family member, you'll distance yourself to avoid creating those boundaries. And oftentimes when you begin to start making boundaries, you get confused with setting a boundary or controlling a boundary. And a boundary is not used to tell other people what they can do or not do. A boundary is not manipulative or abusive, and it isn't controlling another person. A boundary is established to help you plan and communicate your response to what others do or say. And it's an action that you're willing to take to keep yourself healthy and safe. And if you have an emotional boundary, you're taking ownership of your own feelings and not being made to feel responsible for other people's feelings. And the number one reason why we don't want to set a boundary is we don't want to hurt other people's feelings. We don't want to disturb the peace. So a lack of boundaries looks like you allow others to hurt you. You allow others to tell you how you think, feel, and act. You spend your time and energy doing what others want you to do over what you really want to do. You go along with things, even though they're against your better judgment. And I have a client that has been creating a lot of unnecessary resentment 
and drama around a friendship she has. And the alternative for her is that she can speak her truth and then follow through on the consequences of a boundary violation. And I will tell you that is hard work to begin setting boundaries. And I have done this work myself. This week I did. This is the work of really honoring yourself and being authentic and true to yourself and being willing to let other people interpret it and make it mean what they will. And it won't always have a good result, but we can't control what the other person is feeling and what they're going to say. And these kinds of conversations are so difficult for so many people. So what we do is we stay in these relationships where we're pretending. And then we wonder why our relationship doesn't have a deep, intimate level. Because we're all smiling at each other, like everything is okay. Pretending and not really telling each other the truth and not having the tough conversations that really matter. And this is something I really, really encourage you to not get locked into a relationship where you're not setting boundaries as they come up. Because what ends up happening is you end up blowing up and having that drama. And then you end up blaming the other person for your lack of boundaries. And I've heard clients complain about other people and what they're doing to them. But it's something that the client is allowing and accepting it and then only ending up with those terrible feelings. I had a friend several years ago I was so frustrated with. And what happened was I did what most women do. They delete the friend. They get rid of the friend. It's easier to ignore them, to not take their phone calls, to not get together with them than it is to face those hard conversations and create those boundaries. Eventually, we ended up having a deep, intimate conversation And we now have a new and healthy way of communicating with one another. And neither one of us is pretending and we're being truthful. And yes, this person may want to have fewer boundaries and it's hard for them to accept them and to respect them. But let me tell you, it's worth it to stress the need to have the boundary because then you no longer have resentment. You no longer have frustration. And all the people in your life are honoring your boundaries. And you're always in a space with more love and connection and intimacy. And to do this, we have to love ourselves enough. We have to honor ourselves enough to tell the truth in our life and to tell the truth even though the other person may not like it. And it's not just for ourselves, but it's for the other person, honoring that other person. You're not stirring up anger and drama behind their backs. And you're not talking to other people, third parties about them. So we need to take full responsibility because when we start blaming other people and resenting other people, not only are we losing our power, but we've created this unnecessary conflict with somebody else. 
And this is the most difficult thing to do, especially if you've been letting it go on. And there's a great book out there. I recommend that if you do have boundary issues of getting this book, it's called Boundaries. And the author is Henry Cloud. And he says, you have to be willing to sacrifice the relationship if there is a consistent boundary violation. And it's very challenging. But when you speak your truth, there's this freedom and peace that overwhelms you or washes over you, where you feel relieved. And even though it was a difficult conversation with this friend and she was upset, I knew I wasn't ultimately responsible for their feelings. I was just responsible for mine. And I was the one that was creating the resentment. And I was hating on this other person. So what does a good boundary look like? Well, a boundary can be physical, emotional, or digital. And a good boundary is being able to say no and accepting when somebody says no and being able to communicate both wants and needs. And a healthy boundary has three C's. They're clear, they're concise, and they're consistent. And there's so many different kinds of boundaries that I want to just mention them here. The first one is mental, and it's just the freedom to have your own thoughts, values, and opinions. And you do not have to agree with what another person says. You can say, I respect your perspective, although I do not agree. And the second boundary is emotional, how emotionally available you are to others. And sometimes you are not, you are not as emotionally available as you would like to be. And you can say, as much as I want to support you right now, I do not have the emotional capacity. And the third type of boundary is time. And I think this has maybe disturbed me the most is how much time you spend with something, someone or doing something because my time is valuable. And I am upfront and I say, I can only stay for 30 minutes or I can only have you visit for 30 minutes or I can only be on the phone call for 30 minutes. But it's setting up the boundary ahead of time. And the fourth boundary is physical. And that's your privacy, your personal space, your body. Maybe somebody's being too touchy with you and you could say, I prefer not to hug people. I don't know. And the fifth type of boundary is conversational. Topics that you do or don't feel comfortable talking about. You must speak up and say, I would rather not be part of this conversation. And the sixth one is internal. And that self-regulation and its energy expended on yourself versus others. And this I've been really good with. It's, well, I've been out a lot for social functions. I need the weekend to myself. I'm an introvert. So I'm really good at giving boundaries of when I need my own space. And the last type of boundary, material. And that's monetary giving lending or giving to others. And you can be upfront with somebody if they're asking for money and say, I already lent you money this week. So not again right now. 
So you're setting that financial boundary and you have agency over your finances. Why boundaries are attractive? They are attractive because you're respecting and honoring your feelings and your energy. And that means knowing when you can share and when you can't share. And you want to limit your emotional sharing with people who aren't going to respond the way you would want them to. When we don't maintain those healthy boundaries, we may feel resentful, guilty, and drained. But here's the tricky part. Most of us want to have clear boundaries, but we don't want to follow through on the consequence part. We don't want to take the action that we say we're going to take. And that is the most important part of the boundary. Otherwise, that boundary wouldn't be taken seriously. Your boundary would be violated all the time if you don't put in that consequence. There's no validity in it. Because even though you stated that there was a consequence, you're not following through and establishing that. So how do you set a boundary with someone? And I want to give you some steps. The first one is define and you explain the boundary. And the second step is to communicate, say what you need. And the third one, keep it simple, stay simple and don't over explain. And the fourth step is to set the consequences, clearly outline the consequence for violating the boundary. Say why it's important. I often see this with parenting. The parent backs down on their boundaries and just lets the kid do what they want to do to make the kid happy. And I saw this a lot in the hotels and restaurants I was staying in the last several weeks, that the parents would rather be lenient and let the kid cross the boundary than to lay down the law and tell them that if they do something, that there's a consequence. And then if somebody does violate your boundary, you have to restate your boundary, but withdraw calmly. And you want to make sure you're doing this when you're not in that angry, frustrated state. You may need to step away before you have that conversation. And this is a biggie. And this is what I found myself doing earlier in the week was I was over explaining myself and apologizing for my boundary because I saw the other person was clearly upset. And you do not want to do that because you're not responsible for how they're feeling. And there are people out there who don't have boundaries. And those are probably the family members and friends who you're going to have flare-ups with. But it's important that you be you and you be true to you and you communicate what your boundaries are. So an example of a healthy boundary, I'm going to give you several. It's asking for alone time with no interruptions or distractions while you're working, while you're sleeping, while you're exercising. And it's the right to change your mind of your perceptions. Over time, you change your mind about things. Maybe you're okay with it in the beginning and you're going along with it. But then you realize like, no, this really bothers me. I'm going to speak up about this and I'm going to give a consequence if this happens. 
And it's the ability to prioritize time for your self-care, that taking care of yourself is so important before taking care of others. I've had several clients with very ill parents and they are so exhausted and they have no time to themselves because they have taken them in and they're taking care of them on top of their jobs. And they needed to find time and to find help because their physical health, their mental health, their emotional health was way off the charts. And that's why they were working with me. What should I do? How can I do this? And this was one of the first things was to set boundaries in your life, even with those loved ones that need you. And another example of a healthy boundary is ownership over your finances and saying no to anything you don't want to do and being able to express your feelings responsibly and not letting something slip by. And you want to try to do this in the moment that it's happening. And then you want to make your expectations clear rather than letting them figure it out on their own. And you want to direct your problems with the person, not with another party. You don't want to talk about them behind their back and to ask somebody else to help you get your spouse involved and ask them to, to take care of this. You don't want to be the fall guy. And an example of an unhealthy boundary is when somebody is disregarding your own values, wants, needs, and limits. And that is the best time to speak up. And there's a clear boundary violation when you say no and somebody ignores your no or somebody mocks your request and laughs. And I've had this happen before. You ask somebody to take their shoes off in your home and they laugh. Like my shoes are clean, but what do you do? Do you make a big deal about it or do you clearly enforce your boundary? And I've discovered traveling that a boundary violation happens when you stand too close to someone. And I've had a lot of people from other cultures get way too close to me and they're touching me and they're touching me without my permission and they're bumping into me. And in their culture, it's okay. So it's speaking up and asking for what you want. I don't like when people touch me who I don't know. And the people who have issues with boundaries are the ones who need the boundaries the most. And that's a good rule to remember. And people get upset when you set boundaries. It's because they're conditioned to believe they can have everything they want. They feel like their power is being taken away. And they feel like they're getting a slap in the face. And that makes the one setting the boundary. That's what makes it so uncomfortable setting the boundary because of unearned guilt. And just know this, that you're going to feel bad if the other person is reactive and upset. And this is the result of ingrained self-punishment that you need to acknowledge. And this leads to many people, as I did this week, feeling they have to justify their boundary and apologize for it. But the very purpose of the boundary is self-preservation, setting a limit to protect one's own mental, emotional health and well-being. 
And this is something that doesn't need to be justified. And the golden rule of boundaries is do unto others as you would have them do unto you. I hope you found this helpful. And I hope this is a good reminder to you just how important boundaries are for deeper relationships, intimacy, connection, and having a stronger physical and mental health with yourself. And I am so grateful you're here. And I look forward to being here with you next week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you have to come check out More You, my community of like-minded women. We show up to create the highest version of ourselves and elevate the quality of our everyday along the way. Head over to ontracklifecoaching.com forward slash join. That's O-N-T-R-A-C lifecoaching.com forward slash join. I'd love to see you in there. And if you haven't grabbed your copy of the Mindset Makeover, head over to ontracklifecoaching.com forward slash makeover and get a copy that teaches and inspires you to show up as your most extraordinary self.